time to take you behind the scenes in Smashville. Yoshi slides it in as the Predators win in overtime. This is the Preds official podcast with Brooks Bratton on Smashville's best sports talk. ESPN. 102.5 The Game. Predators official podcast, the POP. It's episode 162 here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. Brooks Bratton of NashvillePredators.com, Kara Hammer of the Predators broadcast team, Elijah Campbell producing us up this week, and Kara, I'm, I was trying to remember the last time I was going on four hours of sleep, but it's all worth it, because what a night on Thursday at Bridgestone Arena. Pecorine's number 35 goes to the Raptors. And then, of course, we know we're going outdoors on Saturday. But one of the biggest weeks in franchise history, it's okay to sacrifice a little bit of sleep. It is. The only thing we're sacrificing is our voices. So we're sorry to everybody listening. This is our adrenaline-filled, amazing hockey week, amazing night, you know, four hours of sleep. But we're doing it. Here we are. So so apologies for the voices, but we're bringing you the POP. Well, I and Kara, you can probably relate to this as well. You were formerly in television news, and mm-hmm. I was saying, my, one of my coworkers was saying to me, Zach, Zil- Zach Gilchrist he used to work at Channel Four here in town. I know he used to be at Channel Two, but he was saying, with everything going on, you're on that that breaking news rush, except yeah. it's it's lasted for five days to this point. It has. It, it does. It, you know, I was kind of thinking about that when I was driving home last night and then thinking about waking up to do this this morning. It did kind of remind me about that. But when I used to work at News 2, I'd always think about like the four hour nights were during the Stanley Cup run and during the playoffs because you're there all night and then you do something for the show and then you do something for the morning show that starts at 4 a.m., 5 a.m., 6 a.m. So you're recording all of these things, getting everything ready, and then you're back at the rink at 10 for a morning skate. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's it's nonstop. And we knew this week was going to be like that. I posted a my P.E.K.K.A. column from last night, uh, Thursday night, I should say, as we record this on Friday morning. I posted that at one in the morning on Friday, I guess, and then finished up the rundown for the show today. Got a good four, four and a half hours and we're off and running again. But as we said, totally worth it as P.E.K.K.A.'s number 35 goes to the Bridgestone Arena rafters for the rest of time. Complete coverage of that. You'll hear from P.E.K.K.A in just a moment and as we said the stadium series that's still coming we'll touch on that and the preds they're back on a win streak so that's great they hit the 30 win plateau (laughs) on thursday night so we'll talk a little bit about that as well actually playing hockey uh with everything else going on and a couple of tidbits to get to uh as we get to the end of the show as well but again kara one of the best nights in franchise history is now complete pecorine seemingly everyone's favorite son has rightfully taken his place as the first Preds player to have his jersey retired, number 35 will now hang above the ice at Bridgestone Arena, never to be worn again. What a night. It was magical. I I felt like, you know, Peggy kept saying, I can't find the words. It's surreal. I feel like now looking back, it's hard to find the words because it feels so surreal. Yes, it, it, it totally did. And to, to be there to witness it in person, and I know that uh, – there were, there were plenty of others in the building as well. I actually set a new attendance record last night at Bridgestone Arena, 17,869 there to see Ooh. a hockey game. That's a new record. Uh, but they were all there for pecs and quite a night. And we'll hear from him in the actual speech that he presented to all of us. But before we get to that, let's first hear from Rene earlier in the week. I had the chance to sit down with him on Monday shortly after he arrived in Nashville as he looked ahead to the ceremony and discussed retired life. Pekka, first off, welcome back. What are you what are you thinking right now? I mean, this is this is a place where you spent a lot of time. It became your second home, but you've never been back under these circumstances with, with what's about to happen. What do you think? Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I'm obviously very excited to be back. Um, I've missed Nashville and and uh, it's a I can you know it's just a lot of emotions right now. I know it's going to be a special week and so many things um, that makes me happy is, you know, ha- having my family here, having my friends, everything that's about to, ha- about to happen. And, you know, the 24th, the game, and, and then also the out- outdoor game, very excited f- about it. And 
but uh but yeah all in all i mean it's it's gonna be a fun week exciting a little nerve a little nerve-wracking too <laughs> How, how are you preparing? I mean, obviously, you're going to have a little bit of a speech, I would mm-hmm. think. But what what's kind of going through your mind as far as what's actually going to happen? What you need to think about? Are you are you are you not worried? But are you just how are you thinking about things right now? And and what do you look for as as the week moves along in that regard? Uh, not worried. I mean, I, I I I'm trying to enjoy everything about this week and. Uh, I realized that it's a it's a once in a life opportunity for me and um, and I know I'm huge honor so I mean everything's that about to happen I, I can just kind of chill and and relax and and enjoy and beforehand you know I would I would have to like you know if there were, if there was something that that was like meaningful I, I I would still focus on the games or you know something like that but now I can just take it all in and enjoy it with my family and 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 friends and and former teammates and so it's a it's a special thing that I I really you know but at the same time for sure I'm you know any any time you you preparing in a big moment like that you know it, it's a little bit you know you gotta you gotta prepare for it and and so it's a little bit nerve you know nerve-wracking too but uh it's it's all good you mentioned family friends who who is coming and and how much you looking forward as you said current former teammates i guess now and how much you looking forward to just seeing everybody kind of like a a family reunion i guess oh yeah big time i mean my my family just got in um last night um my my parents and my two sisters and their and my two brother-in-laws um bunch of my friends are coming in tonight um excited excited about that this total probably close to i don't know even like plus 50 people from finland so it's 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 going to be a lot of a uh, lot of Finns here and um for thursday and also also for saturday's game so very very excited about that it's uh it's very special to you know share share everything that's about to happen with uh, with all of all of those people so i guess the last time that you were here or at least we had a big conference and then had the chance to speak with you was when you made your announcement over the summer what has life been like since then you mentioned some it's, it's dad life is, is first and foremost i suppose but what's what's life been like for you oh it's been great i mean I can't deny it. I obviously miss my former teammates. I miss the staff. You know everything. You know the daily life of a pro hockey player coming to the rink and and uh, spending time with people really close to you. I mean, I I, I think that's a one thing that's that's never gonna go away. But uh, I've really enjoyed it. I'm in a good place and and uh, obviously you know we have young son. He's a year and two months now and. Um, so, I mean, that's pretty much our days, you know, I, I've been spending a lot of time in, uh, back in, back in Europe, uh, back in Finland and, and, um, you know, I mean, dad life, uh, trying to stay in shape, you know, things like a pretty normal life. I, uh, been watching a lot of, a lot of hockey and still, you know, staying obviously involved and watching the breads and, and, and staying connected. So um, it's, uh, it's a, obviously a huge change from, uh, from my uh, professional career, but it's, it's been a good one. And I, I, I still think that, uh, you know, it was the perfect timing and, and, uh, and the right call for me at the right time. Mm-hmm. Have you been on the ice much? You say trying to stay in shape. Does that involve being on the ice at all? I actually uh, I skated a few times this summer when uh, there's there's bunch of NHL players from like not bunch but a uh, handful of uh, NHL players from my hometown so uh, yeah I, I would I would go and skate with them and and be in net and um, but other than that so this is like six months ago mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that was the last time I put my put my gear on after that I've been uh, over the over the winter I've been just. Uh, skating as a forward and uh, <laughs> honing my honing my uh my skills and but uh, more more just uh as a as a fun you know having fun and enjoying enjoying it but uh no i haven't played a lot of hockey that's that's for sure 
You mentioned watching hockey, keeping up a little bit with the Preds. I wanted to ask, do you have any thoughts on, on what you've seen, and especially uh, Juice as well, just what he's been able to do? Oh, it's amazing. I obviously, uh, you know, never, obviously I, I know Juice so well. I've seen him so close. Uh, you know, his uh, continued development, you know, to a number one goalie and, and one of the better goalies in the league. And so you know, I wasn't surprised by his success, but uh, it's been great to see. I mean, he's carrying a huge load. He's playing playing a ton, and um, it's a great sign that he, you know, he he looks great and he looks uh, energized. He, you know, it doesn't seem to face him that he's uh, he's seeing a lot of pucks. He's seeing a lot of minutes, and so uh, very impressed by him. And he's having 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 a great season. But uh, other than that, I mean, it's been great to follow follow Brett's. Uh, um, I, you know, they've been really, really good, having having a good season, and uh, obviously, to me, it's a very dear team and you know, very close to my heart. So, it's 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 fun to follow, and it's such a such a short, um, you know, you don't have to go back in far back in 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 my memories. It's a, it's I know all the guys, I know every single player, and. And you know the staff and the coaching staff, so it's, it feels like it's very, you know, it's like it's like family. So you're watching watching your boys boys playing. It's uh, I, I feel very, uh, uh, you know, anytime back home I, I watch the games. It's uh, you know you gonna you gonna get sweaty palms and and you know <laughs> you get nervous about the games and but uh, it's it's been fun. I know they're all excited to see you and, and attend the ceremony on Thursday. Have you envisioned that? Have you pictured the banner going up? Have you allowed yourself to, to think about that? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I've been trying to uh, mentally prepare for it. I, I've been trying to uh, go through the emotions, how I'm going to feel. feel. You know, I, I think everything's going to be a... Uh, you know, just trying to kind of prepare myself that I, I I'm not going to be a mess, a mess <laughs> on the ice. Uh, that I'm I'm going to be able to speak and because I know it's going to be emotional and and having having this connection to the, to the organization, to the city and 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 our fans, it's 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 going to be special. So I know I know that it's going to be emotional. So I'm I'm just that, I think that's the that's the part that I'm focusing on. It's like. Trying to uh, keep keep myself together. Mm-hmm. And lastly, as you say, you'll say it on Thursday for the most part. But is there something you would want to say to the fans right now? Yeah, I don't want to really be, <laughs> reveal my <laughs> my my speech. But uh, no, I mean, like I mentioned, I, I feel there's such a special connection between uh, um, myself and and the fans, and I, I've been so fortunate to have this relationship with them and. Uh, with you guys and and uh, you know I it's it's very I don't take it lightly it, I, I, I like I said it feels special and um, you know miss all the fans that's for sure and I I, I 100% think that we have the we have the best fans in the league it's uh, I think now that I'm, I'm retired you you really appreciate it and you know driving the game every every night playing a game and having having these fans fans in the in the stands it's a it's a pretty special thing that i you know middle middle of your career you don't you don't think about these things and i think you realize how how good things are but uh but once you retire it's like man like that was that was so much fun mm-hmm. pex it's awesome to see you and welcome back <laughs> thanks brooks i appreciate it good to be back carrot it was so good to see him to hear from him and i thought it was honestly kind of funny the way that things played out as he said in that interview, he was honestly concerned about holding it together on the ice. He was worried about getting a little emotional. And I, to me, it was kind of funny because he seemed to really hold it together. It was everyone else around him that was having trouble holding it together. Yeah, but, you know, I didn't ever think about this until Crispy brought it up on the broadcast last night. And he said, Pecky, you held it together because you were in the one place you're the most comfortable. You were on the ice. And he goes, he felt like, yeah, okay, this is my home. This is what I know. I know where I am now. So I, I, I never thought about that because I was kind of waiting. We've seen Peck be emotional. 
you know, we've seen him cry on air. We've all kind of cried with him before. I was kind of waiting for the waterworks from almost everybody. Um, but he was so cool and calm and collected. It was just fascinating to see. He was. That's a great point by Crispy. I hadn't even really considered that. Because to me, there was, you know, the, the stage was set up on the blue line. The banner was raised from the crease that he defended for so many years. And so you're right. There, There is that familiarity there uh, mm-hmm. just with where he was. And he's so used to performing on that sheet of ice. And this was a little bit different. Uh, but that's a great point. I mean, and and you were there. I mean, everybody knows ovation after ovation. You'd expect nothing less. And simply the perfect conclusion to a legendary career. Let's hear now from Pekka as he gave his speech on the Bridgestone Arena ice and thanked the Smashville faithful. I'm grateful and proud for my forever connection to Preds, you fans, and to the city of Nashville. I want to thank Mr. David, David Poyle for your patience, trust, and commitment with me. You gave me an opportunity and changed my life forever. There are a lot of people I want to thank. I want to thank my parents, Jukka and Helena. for everything you've done for me. Both of you had to work long hours and sacrifice a lot to be able to provide for us kids. Without your love and support, I wouldn't be standing here tonight. I want to thank my sisters, Baby and Anna. I know that at some point, hockey took a bigger role in our family and you guys had to sacrifice but you never complained. It was a family effort, and I'm so thankful we get to share this moment together. I want to say thank you to the love of my life, Erica. You're my best friend. You're the best mother to Paulus I could ever ask for. You've seen me at my strongest, and you've seen me at my weakest. I love you very much. And our son, Paulus, I know you won't remember much of tonight, but I can't wait to come back to Bridgestone Arena with you some years from now. And I get to tell you stories of my teammates, stories of these incredible fans. Let's you experience this unbelievable atmosphere for yourself. Seeing your old man's number 35 up in the rafters. And reliving these moments with you again. It gives me goosebumps to even think about it. Love you. Um, I remember getting called up from Milwaukee on December 15th, 2005, to play my first game in the NHL. It was against Chicago Blackhawks. It was here in this building. That, that was my first introduction to you guys. Best fans in the league. I, I can't believe it was 16 years ago. There are a few memories that stands out when I think of you, you guys. 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs was out of this world. But more specifically, in the finals, we lost both the first two games on the road. I didn't play very well in in those first two games. I remember skating on the ice for the game three at home, and you guys were standing on your feet and shouted my name. It felt like you knew I needed a little love and a little boost. I'll never forget that. Thank you. 
Thank you. Other one, other one is obviously my last game. It was amazing. I'm so happy it happened here in this building. At the time, I didn't know if it's my last one, but it honestly made my decision easier that I was able to say goodbye to you on the ice. What a beautiful memory that is. I want to thank you for your love and support over the years. You guys are the best. I want to say thanks to two charities that are very dear to me. When I signed my long-term contract, I knew that I wanted to stay here for the rest of my life, the rest of my career. Oopsie. Around that time, Barry Trotz introduced me to Best Buddies, and I met Mike McGuire, who's here tonight, who will forever be my best buddy. Mikey has a birthday coming up in a few days. Happy birthday, you old man. <laughs> Around that same time, I started 365 Pediatric Cancer Fund with Shea Weber. <laughs> Working with these charities made my connection to this city grow even deeper off the ice. There's a lot of my closest friends and old teammates here tonight. Many of you traveled long distances to be here. It means a world to me that you are here. Can't wait to celebrate with you afterwards. Keep this. Uh, I want to thank all of my youth hockey coaches back in Finland. Um, I was fortunate to have only three head coaches in my career. Trotsi, Lavi and Heinze. I learned a lot from each of you and I appreciate your guidance and leadership on the ice and your friendship off the ice. I was also fortunate to have three goalie coaches in my career, one in Finland and two in North America. I met Ari Hilli in 2000 in Finland. Since that, we've worked together on and off for about 20 years. I want to thank Ari, who's here tonight, for helping me to reach my goal to become NHL goaltender. When I got to Nashville in 2005, I met the great Mitch Korn. You had a huge impact on me early in my career. Ben Vanderklok. Working with you, Benny, I was able to extend my career. You helped me tweak and adjust my game. Ended up having the best years of my career with you as my coach. I want to thank you for your help and for your friendship. I spent most of my career with the same group of trainers and staff. Pete, Jeff, Brad, Goody, Andy, DJ, Jeff Biddle, Stevie. Partner, the legend. I want to add Brandon Walker to this group. You guys are family to me. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything that you've done for me and for our families. Some of the moments I miss the most from my career is the moments in Pete's room after games, just talking about life, gold beverage in hand. I'll always cherish those memories and our friendships. During my time in Nashville, I witnessed this organization changed from a small market team into a Stanley Cup contender every year. I've witnessed this city change and grow, and I know the best is yet to come. This organization, this city, deserves a Stanley Cup.
I want to wish the current team all the best. It's been amazing to watch you guys this season. I have no doubt that you have what it takes to go all the way. And I have no doubt, not since the day one, that as far as goaltending goal is concerned, I've left the net in the most skilled, capable hands there are. Thank you again for this incredible honor. This memory will stay with me for the rest of my life. Nashville will always be my home, and I'll always be a Nashville Predator. Thank you. Well, Kara, he said it. Nashville is home forever, and he's a Nashville Predator forever. Pretty perfect speech there from number 35. Th that speech had so many moments. I mean, it had humor. I was laughing. You talk about, you know, he, he's here forever when he was talking about getting to be in Nashville for the rest of his life. And then he said, oh, no, I just meant my career. <laughs> he you said know? oopsies. <laughs> yeah, oopsies. Um, but so many emotional moments, Brooks. When I look back, I think, you know, obviously when he was thanking Ben Vanderklok, we, we were just talking about this, this that had to be a moment. And for those that don't know, this is the goalie coach for the Nashville Predators, Coach Benny. He is one of the greatest humans alive, much like Pekka. And to hear Pekka talk about their relationship and to see Ben on, on the coaching bench, fighting back tears, knowing what these two had been through. I think when Pekka said, you know, you got me to this point. That was, that was the moment for me when I thought, wow. Because he had he had his hip surgery, it got infected. He was out for seven months, and to find a way to come back and win a Vezina Trophy and take his team to a Stanley Cup final, and have Ben be the guy at his side. I mean, that was. It's hard to find the words to describe that. Goalies aren't supposed to get better as they get older, at at that stage in their career, especially after a potentially career altering injury. And yeah, I'll. So much credit goes to Ben Vanderklok. And yeah, I, I was okay for the most part until they showed Benny on the bench fighting back tears. And I, I audibly said, oh, Benny. <laughs> I mean, it was just <laughs> su such a wonderful moment. Uh, and, you know, and, and thanking other people like David Poyle and his parents. His mom, Helena, was fighting back tears. Uh, and, and his fiance Erica. And to see people like Pete Rogers, uh, the equipment manager, with the biggest smile on his face as Pekka thanked him. And just all of his teammates, it, it was just really heartwarming and, and such a wonderful moment again and again and again to hear him thank all these people. I think one of my other favorite moments of the night was right when his speech started and you knew that everyone was going to stand up. You knew it was going to take a moment for everybody to stop clapping. And Pekka said, thank you a few times. And then he said, please sit down. <laughs> like, yes, sir. <laughs> we'll sit down. That was in uh, th those moments when he made a little quip or had a little bit of humor and the crowd laughs. And my favorite is when Pekka tells a joke, everybody laughs and then he follows it up with a laugh himself. Yeah. And that's just, you know, it, it just encapsulates the way Pex is and um, so many wonderful, amazing moments from that night that I, we knew it was going to be unforgettable, but to me, it was even better than we even could have imagined. I think when you talk about goalies aren't supposed to get better, look back and, you know, I'm sure a lot of fans didn't realize this until David Poyle brought it up in his speech that Pekka was drafted in the eighth round when uh, Yanni Kakalainen was drafting him when he said, hey, we got to go scout this guy in Europe. He, he had to get there early because he wasn't even the starting goalie for his own Finnish team. So you had to go watch him in warm-ups and all the, you know, all of the things that he went through. He came, he played in Milwaukee for three years. It, it took Chris Mason getting hurt for him to have the chance to come up and play in 2005. So many things went into him getting the chance to even be an NHL player, be an NHL starter, and then be an NHL franchise you know, person who has their number retired into the rafters for all of history. The greatest diamond in the rough, as David Poyle called him. And where would hockey in Nashville be without Pecorine? I'm glad we don't have to find out because what he has done for this franchise, this organization, this city, the community, uh, we are all better off 
in one way or another because of yeah. Mecca. And what a beautifully fitting tribute to the man who never would have asked for any of this, but he deserved everything he got. So congratulations to Pex. He's one of a kind. There's nobody quite like him. And we were so thrilled and honored to be able to celebrate him. And uh, we'll, we'll look forward to seeing that number 35 up there every night for the rest of time. And we'll look forward to hopefully seeing Pex come back with his son, Paulus, as he said one day, and uh, let him appreciate his old man's number 35 up there in the rafters. The Predators, they also played some hockey and they beat the Dallas Stars on Thursday night. We'll touch on that coming up as they snap their skid on the week. This is the Predators official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. Welcome back to the Predators official podcast as we roll along on Peckapalooza, episode 162. Brooks Bratton and Kara Hammer back with you. Again, what a night to celebrate Pecorine, but it also turned out all right once they actually dropped the puck, the Predators and the Dallas Stars. Before we get to that one, the Preds, they snapped the four-game skid on Tuesday night. In Florida, Tanner Janot scores twice. David Riddick made 44 saves in his best outing as a Nashville Predator. Kara, I don't know that anybody on the outside was giving the Predators a chance against Florida in Sunrise, the NHL's highest scoring team. And yet they go down to South Florida, get a 6-4 win, and snap that skid, really a statement win, against one of the best teams in the NHL. Yeah, I really felt like, especially in like the third period, they just had a response you know, even you think about the goal that got waved off and then they had to come back and, you know, retie the game, retake the lead. I felt like they were determined. That was the team that we we have been hearing about. That was the team that you, you hear about this resiliency that they have. And they showed that for 60 minutes on the ice in Florida. Well, and John Hines said after Tuesday's game that he said, you wouldn't have been able to tell that we had lost four games. There was energy. There was camaraderie. There was focus and understanding the things that we did well and the things that we didn't do well. But he said, we didn't get too low. We stayed focused on making sure that we were doing the right things. And that's been Nashville's mindset all, all season long. They lost four games in a row earlier in the season as well. But this team, just the way that they're set up mentally, physically, the way that they approach their day-to-day tasks, whether it's a game or a practice or a meeting, they don't waste any time. They they get in there and they do what they have to do. And even if things don't go your way, they're able to find a way out of it. So that was a big win in Florida. And then you want to keep it going, right? You can't lose on Peck and night. Ryan Johansson said it very simply on Thursday morning. I said, Ryan, how do you approach tonight? He's like, well, the mindset's really simple. Win one for Pecks. And mm-hmm. they got it done. I felt like that was such a storybook ending. You know, I, I kept calling it the finish finish because then you have Mikhail Granlin you know, make the, the shootout winning goal, the only goal scorer in the shootout. And you have UC Saros making all the saves. And I talked with both Mikhail and UC after the game, but UC said, I just really wanted that one for Pekka. I yeah. wanted it. Well, there, uh, there was, and Kara, you probably felt this as well, but I was saying to a number of my colleagues in the press box, like that felt like a playoff game last night, the way the crowd was fired up, yeah. especially just with Pecks and everything that was going on. That had a different atmosphere, and to, to win that in the shootout when Granlin scored and uh, when when Saros made the final save, even hearing Willie Donick's call on the television side watching the highlights later on, he sounded a little more pumped up than normal. I think there was there's a little bit more to that one because you, you want to win for pecs, right? Like, it's, it's a big night, and it's, it's just such a different setup, too, because all the players were on the bench watching the ceremony. They were just in their hoodies. They weren't. They, they didn't have their equipment on. They weren't quite ready to go. They had to run back to the room. They came out for warm-ups. They came out for warm-ups, honestly, about four or five minutes later than they normally would have. Mm-hmm. So a shorter warm-up, your routine is just a little bit different than it normally would be. Uh, but they didn't let that bother them. And, it, you know, hardly any offense in the game. Phil Tomasino got the only goal in regulation in that 2-1 win. And then, of course, Granlin and Saros finish it out in the shootout. But uh, they, they found a way again, and it wasn't perfect. But especially against a division rival in Dallas, you would have preferred not to give them one point. But the Preds got the extra point, and that's what matters most. 
you think that these these games against Dallas, they're always coming down to to these tight tight knit games. You know, I think seven of the last nine games have all ended in one goal or less differential between uh, two points or not. But last night, I thought one of the biggest moments of the entire game was in overtime when we drew the penalty and the penalty killers were on the ice for almost all the, the entire two minutes to be able to kill that off, force the shootout and, and pick up the win. It was a big night for everybody. Everybody contributed in, in some small way. Again, there wasn't much offense to speak of, but uh, that was, even though it was just a 2-1 score in a shootout, that was a true team effort and, and one that the Preds can be proud of and one that certainly made Pecorine proud. Um, as you said, I mean, you know that Soros wanted nothing more than to get that win for Pex, and that was the mission the Predators set out to accomplish, and they did just that. They've talked about it being a week, but winning would make it even better. So far, so good. A win in Florida, and then they come home and beat Dallas underneath Pecorine's number 35 banner. So two for three on the week so far, and uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday night. And we will touch on that in just a moment. The NHL Stadium Series has finally arrived. This is the Predators' official podcast on ESPN 1025 The Game. Predators official podcast, ESPN 1025 The Game, Friday, we're in love. Welcome back to episode 162 of the program, Brooks Bratton, Kara Hammer, as we roll along toward the NHL Stadium Series, a huge weekend coming up. Before we get to that real quick, I did want to mention uh, another tidbit from Pecorine and, and just the celebrations of the week and uncovering a story that I don't know that many had heard about before, but I was super honored and privileged to be able to tell it. Uh, Pekka's relationship with Caleb Daniel, a young fan that uh, Pekka met while Caleb was in the hospital, Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, which we know Pekka is so involved with Shea Weber and the 365 Pediatric Cancer Fund. But uh, Caleb had three open heart surgeries before he was even three years old. Uh, he was born with a, with a condition that required him to be in the hospital and he ended up having a heart transplant. He's doing well now, but Pekka was there by his side for a, a, a long portion of time and, and served as a friend for him, someone to talk to. Uh, even though he was just a little guy, Peck's really gravitated toward Caleb and was able to speak to Caleb's mom, Ashley, a couple of weeks ago, the stories on Preds.com um, had a number of people tell me that it, it moved them to tears, which always I don't want anybody to cry. But that always is a good compliment uh, that I always appreciate when when a story can have that effect on someone. So it's I really enjoyed writing it and I just wish nothing but the best for for Caleb and Ashley and the entire Daniel family. Uh, and I know Pekka does as well. So. Go check that out uh, if you have a moment. Would really appreciate it if you're able to give that a read. And Tara, just one more shining example of we all know the Pekka on the ice, but the Pekka off the ice is a way better human than he was a goaltender, if you can imagine. I think it, it kind of Sean Henry maybe said it best last week on the podcast when he said, "When you're done talking with Pekka, you feel better about yourself." Because that's just the type of person he is. You think about all the times after a tough loss, David Poyle joked about he might be the guy that's breaking a stick down the hallway. But Pekka will always come out, win or lose, and meet all of the children, all of the fans, anybody that's in the hallway, you know, and come out and, and give his time and share a smile. And we talk about his relationship with Mike McGuire, his best buddy. So there's so many things that he's done off the ice that reminds you of why he deserved what he deserves, you know, having his, his jersey retired, everything, all the accolades, Pekka deserves them all. 100%. There's so much more that goes into it just uh, than, than just stopping pucks. And Pekka epitomizes what it means to be a Nashville Predator. So not only that story, but plenty of content on the site. Uh, I would encourage you to check it out if you haven't had a chance already really proud of the work that our team has done so far this week and uh, would certainly appreciate you giving that a read if, if you're so inclined. Uh, and again, something else coming up, by the way, it's been all Pekka, I feel like so far this week, but now that we've hit Friday, 
headed into Saturday, oh yeah, the Nashville Predators and Tampa Bay Lightning are going outside at Nissan Stadium. Saturday night, the 2022 NHL Stadium Series gets underway. And Kara, I don't know about you, I was a little concerned with the way things have gone in Nashville this week with the weather. We've had a lot of rain, but luckily, NHL ice guru Derek King says they've actually been using the rain to their advantage, freezing some of the water that falls and simply squeegeeing the rest off the surface. So we're actually in really good shape to get this game in. Ideal conditions on Friday, cold and cloudy, more of the same on Saturday. Uh, Maybe a little bit of rainfall in the evening, but at that point, it's not going to affect what's going on on the ice. It'll be cold enough as well. And so it looks like this is actually going to happen. We've had so much talk. A year of buildup almost, uh, months of buildup, I guess I should say. Not quite a year. We've had a little bit less time to be excited for it. But now that it's here, it's really becoming reality. and It's so exciting. I mean, I'm glad you told me about this, this ice guru who's down there and freezing the rain because I've been concerned all week about how much weather we've been getting. But we know that we're still going to go out, right? We have the, the Bridgestone Winter Park underway things are happening festivities are happening we're gonna have a huge concert tonight i'm sure you're gonna be there oh yeah i'll be there ryan hurd's gonna be there friend of the show and then uh tomorrow more bridgestone winter park the truly pregame tailgate gets underway at nissan stadium as well so uh if you're listening to this on friday which we hope you are we hope you're you're one of the first to download bridgestone winter park it was closed on thursday due to the rain but uh all systems seem to be go on friday to get things up and running so walk of fame park right next to bridgestone arena totally free but you do need a virtual ticket if you're a season ticket citizen those have all been downloaded onto your account already if not preds.com and you can find more information there to download your free ticket just to get you in be able to enjoy all the festivities so that goes from around dinner time a little bit before dinner time on friday evening until all the way 9, 10 o'clock tonight when Ryan Hurd takes the stage and plenty of other performers beforehand. And then Saturday morning, it gets going again around 10. Hang out there for a little bit uh, and then make your way across the bridge to Nissan Stadium, the truly pregame tailgate, the Preds, the Lightning, the League, all kinds of folks will have set up over there and uh, plenty going on. So again, as we've said before, this isn't a come down at 5 o'clock and show up for the 6.30 game. This is a get up, get downtown, spend the entire day taking it all in uh, because nobody throws a party like Nashville, Tennessee, and it's going to be one heck of a bash. I'll be there. I'm there. All- there. I'm you going know- <laughs> to breakfast and I am going downtown. There you go. See, done. Wake up, get your breakfast, go downtown. Uh, you'll be there. I'll be there. We can't wait to see what's going on. As we said, if we if you see any of us around, please say hi. I love it when when folks stop by, especially listeners of the pod, uh, and, and love to, love to chat and catch up. So, uh, if you see us walking around, please do say hello, but we hope to see you down there and and hope that everyone's able to take advantage of the fun, because this is really a once in a lifetime kind of deal. Uh, as, as Steve Mayer, the NHL's chief content officer has said that, you know, everybody wants one of these games and there's 32 teams. And so it might be a little while before we're going outdoors in Nashville again. So, uh, really hope that everybody's able to take advantage. And if you're not here, sorry to hear that, but it's okay. You can still watch on television nationally on TNT in the United States, Sportsnet in Canada, a 6.30 p.m. start, puck drop shortly after 6.30. And you'll want to tune in. Dirk Bentley, Miranda Lambert in the first intermission, a 10-minute performance. We've heard the entire thing is going to be broadcasted on television. And as much as we're here to play hockey. There's, you know, what else you get when you come to Music City, and so we're looking forward to uh, the the full festivities because it's going to be a heck of a time. And with that, the POP, we'll be back in just a moment. We'll answer some questions from the week. That's next right here on ESPN 102.5 The Game. POP. Episode 162, fourth and final segment of this program. Brooks and Kara, back with you. What a week it's been so far. We're excited to keep it going, and we're excited to give you a little insight right now into your questions. Hashtag Preds Podcast. 
you can use that anytime. And we've gotten a couple here this morning as we record. Liberty Cabbage said in honor of the week and our guest of honor, he says, funniest P.E.K.K.A. story. I think for me, well, one last night when he told everybody to please sit down. I thought that was pretty funny. I loved loved his reaction when, or a few seasons ago, Nick Benino dressed up in disguise at Preds Fest and went around uh, to to everybody. And he was dressed as a fan, totally in disguise. And he was getting pictures with all the guys. And he got his picture with Pekka. And Pekka was posing with, uh, I I guess it would have been the Vesna the Vezina Trophy at the time. And uh, Bones just walks up to him. And Pekka's reaction, Pekka's kind of, he's kind of like, all right, hey, like weird looking fan. Like, all right, I'll take a picture with you. And he's looking, he's looking at him and he's like, just, he's trying to smile for the picture, but he's going back and forth looking at him. And when he realizes that it was Nick Benino, his reaction, to me, some of the funniest Pekka moments are just when he laughs at something else. Yeah, like we we've seen him, we've seen him get going pretty good a couple of times, but uh, that for me that was something that came to mind was his reaction uh, to a, a teammate pranking him, and he was like he was like I cannot believe that you're doing that right now. That is amazing. <laughs> I I think those are those are moments that that stick out to me, and, and not really funny, but I I think just my favorite moment with Pekka that I've ever had was being at the awards in Vegas when he did win the Vesna mm-hmm. and just getting to be there with him in that moment and getting to celebrate him. Um, just a, an amazing moment for him and uh, his family and the franchise at that point. Um, and, and really a, it's a, just such a privilege to be able to cover something like that. So not really funny, but more of a heartfelt moment uh, and, and probably the coolest moment that I was able to have with that. I thought it was funny during his luncheon that we were at the other day when he talked about leaving Finland and he didn't have his visa to come to America. So he had to go to Canada first and he was in Toronto. He had never been to this big city. So he got a hotel map and he said he would go out and he would walk one block and turn around and make go, go back to the hotel. So he knew how to go. And he said, okay, the next day I walked two blocks and then, then I finally made it around the block. So I knew how to get back. <laughs> well, there, there's also a story of that same trip when he went to Toronto. Someone else has told it. And my, I think it was, I want to say it was Predator Scout Nick Beverly that was with him. I could be wrong, but I think it was Nick Beverly that was there with him. Um, and he, I think Peckett, you know, he's, he's this young kid. He's coming from Europe, like back then in the mid 2000s, like, there was some unique styles coming out of Europe for a, a young kid. And I think he, there, there's a story that's been told of, you know, they're going to dinner or they're going to a meeting with someone. And, uh, you know, Pekka shows up in this really tight, like bright t-shirt and these like ripped jeans. And I think it was kind of said like, let's, uh, let, let's go get you some, some real clothes, Pekka. <laughs> Just, <laughs> Just something like that. And, and, you know, again, just coming over to America, North America and getting acclimated with everything. Um, but I mean, just again, what, what a moment for Pex and what a guy. There's just, there's just nothing more we can say. I think I said it last week, but it's like, you know, you, you wish that everybody could get one minute with him just mm-hmm. to talk to him. Cause I think everybody can see that, uh, how genuine he is, but um, he's, he's just simply the best. And, we're so thrilled to be able to honor him and uh, give him the send off that he truly deserves. But uh, Kara, is there for you? I mean, is there anything else? Maybe not a funny moment, but more of a heartfelt moment. I mean, I know I always think of some of the interviews that you've had with him on the bench after some of his most historic games. I think when I look back, I, I feel like obviously his, his 300th win that will probably always and forever be one of my favorite moments that I've been able to share with Pekka. Um, his, his, and I think that was because that was in person. When you think about his last game, we were kind of in that COVID bubble. So we were doing interviews over headsets, but just having the chance to talk to him after that, that game, it was so emotional. He was crying. I was secretly crying. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, last night, just, 
I, I think last night I was just had to pinch myself and think, wow, I've, I've had this chance where through all of these great moments, he, he comes off the ice and I'm so fortunate that I get to ask him about it. And it was just really neat, you know, and I, we kind of joked with each other and I said, I bet you didn't miss this part of it. And he just gave me a little bit of a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, like yesterday, Roman Yossi had predicted. He was like, I think Pex is probably going to be pretty uncomfortable on Thursday. And I relayed that to him. I said, Roman thought that it might be a little uncomfortable as someone who doesn't speak, seek out the spotlight. And Pekka said, yeah, to say the least, but yeah. he, he handled it with grace and class as he always does. And it's just been such a pleasure to get to know him and to work with him, to, to call ourselves co-workers with him if, if we can in a way. And uh, just what, what a moment. And um, I hope we've been able to, to convey that to, to our listeners, just what a, what a person he is and, and what it's been like to be around him over the years. So um wanted to just, just mention that one more time and, uh, what what a chance it was to to celebrate the man, uh, the goaltender, and, and the person that that we all know and love, and uh, just just a wonderful way to wrap things up. Andrew asked a really good question, um, saying Preds Mount Rushmore, which mm-hmm. I we could spend so much more time on, and I would like to do that in a future episode. So we great question, but we will get to that um, hopefully next week. I'll throw it in there, and we can talk about our Preds Mount Rushmore. I think maybe a couple guys were in attendance last night. Uh, yeah. as well for his retirement ceremony but Kara what a week what do you what do you think we're in the home stretch here we're sleep deprived but we're gonna make it I think I think that this is exactly how you drew up or imagined or story told this week to be you go on the road you beat Florida you come home you beat Dallas during Pekka's night and then you have a, a, an outdoor game on Saturday I mean it's lining up the way it was meant to be in the universe right <laughs> It really is. Things seem to work work their way out like that from time to time. So the stadium looks great. The ice is amazing. We've been over there frequently, and the Predators, they're going to practice Friday afternoon at Nissan Stadium. And then, of course, Saturday night, they'll host the Tampa Bay Lightning. What a week it's been. It's almost over, but still so much more fun to come, and we can't wait to recap it with you all next week. But for now, let's just enjoy it. I'm Brooks Bratton. You can follow me. At Brooks Bratton on Twitter, she's Kara Hammer, at Kara Hammer on Twitter. Again, hashtag Preds Podcast anytime and at Preds NHL on socials, especially this weekend. There's so much great Pekka content out there already, so make sure you check it out if you haven't. And then, of course, the sights and the sounds from Nissan Stadium. That is to come as well. Thanks to Pekka for joining us on the podcast this week. Thanks to Pekka for everything that he has given to this city, this franchise, to all of us. We will always be eternally grateful if we look up and see that number 35 in the Raptors. We hope to see you out and about Winter Park, truly pregame Nissan Stadium. Say hey, and we'll talk to you next week. Enjoy.